702. The car feature. Time for our car feature. And for today, we're going to be talking about night driving school. And it might not be what you think it is. We're joined in studio by Bridget Harper, who is head of marketing for Volkswagen South Africa. And then joining us on the line, Matthew Merton, head of the VW Advanced Driving Academy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much to the both of you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks very much for having us. I can't. Uh, can't promise it's going to be as entertaining <laughs> and steamy as the previous segment, but we'll do our best. Listen, Children, with, please do t- tune in now. With the way people enjoy driving and having an advanced driving person here, I think it might get a little steamy just with the love that people have for this. Matthew, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so, Matthew, let, let me let me actually actually let me start with yourself, Bridget, and find out what made you know, your brand really take this initiative to say, let's do this specifically? Hmm. Well, I think the Volkswagen brand has always positioned itself as being the people's car, right? Mm. It's even in our name of Volkswagen. And so if we are in, in a country like South Africa with one of the worst road accident rates mm. in the world, if we are authentically going to be the people's car, um, then we, we, you know, year after year, we're having these discussions about these terrible figures and we realized eventually we really have to do something about it. Mm. Mm. And I think, um, um, you know, the more we can be empowered as drivers on the road, the better it is. Matthew, in terms of night driving school, share with us what that's all about and what specifically we mean when we say night driving. Because I just was like, is it a school for people who have... Not such great eyesight at night. Uh, sorry, you broke up there. Was that to me? Yes, yes. it was to you. <laughs> okay, awesome. No worries. Uh, yeah, so pretty much we obviously have a wide range of, of courses, Lebochile. Uh, starting out with a safety driving course, we've got a high performance course, 4 by 4 courses. But uh, obviously the very big need, we've seen a massive number of crashes happening at night on our roads in South Africa. So it was kind of a no-brainer to to take the step to also offer a nighttime course where we look at all the different key elements to driving at night and being a driver at night. Uh, some of these key elements would obviously be, uh, for instance, still trying to control a car, understanding what causes a car to skid, how to correct it, whether you don't or you do have the latest active safety systems on your motor vehicles, and then also the key points of uh, preventing actually getting involved in a crash in the first place. So how much of, you know, what you would teach in a K-53, for example, in just your normal driving lessons and your test is different from what you teach with the night driving? Because, you know, it it makes sense, as you said, uh, where when we, you know, none of us are doing driving tests at night. (laughs) You know, nobody can actually Mm -hmm. really say until a person is facing a particular challenge. And we do know there are challenges, especially with things like load shedding and there's poor visibility. Yeah, the the big thing is K53 obviously is the benchmark in terms of, when when I mean benchmark, it's your basic standard for for driving in South Africa. Uh, But it doesn't really cover in-depth, big key points uh, in terms of, uh, should we say, your, your your collision avoidance and skid control type of stuff. It really just goes into, which is still the basis, defensive driving. Uh, and we still emphasize on that. That is, that is your, your number one thing. Uh, but a lot of people over time also learn bad habits. And 
we obviously need to try and, and curve that side of things, but also give a lot more in-depth discussion and understanding in terms of key points of why why should you keep the safe three-second mm. following distance, for instance? Mm. How long does it actually take your car to stop? Uh, and then implementing that into the night side of things that, for instance, your eyes aren't going to see a hazard in front of you, mm. you know, until very late. So you need to reduce your speed. You need to keep an even safer falling distance. Mm. And then also learning the tech in the cars, uh, trying to implement getting safer cars out on the road, getting cars, for instance, with night vision uh, and things like that are really, really important for, for customers to understand. What are some of the common, you know, you, you mentioned bad habits. What are the, the very yes. common bad habits that you observe? Uh, Quite a few. Uh, it does vary from person to person, but uh, a few of us say your, your bigger ones would be speeding out on the road, uh, just always creeping over the speed. Lots of lots of drivers are going way too fast out on the roads. Uh, we also then, I would say, say falling distances. Most drivers are driving too close to the car in front of them, not giving themselves enough time to react in a situation, get the car slowed down, or being able to then avoid a crash in front of them. Uh, other other things would be also uh, not actually planning your route beforehand. So mm. a lot of people just get in the car and drive to a destination that they can taking specifically at night so the safe they, they could have possibly chosen. So I would say those are major key points. Other things that I would really emphasize someone does before even driving is the exterior inspection. Knowing your car is in good working order before you drive and knowing that it is actually going to get you to your destination. Mm, mm. Um, just in terms um, of the packaging of, of this, Bridget, who, who are the, the people that you really push to come to be a part of this? Is it specifically, you know, drivers that you know are driving at night or you feel like this course is for anybody? Honestly, it's for everybody. Um, and again, as I said, being the people's car, it, it's not just looking about for, uh, looking after Volkswagen drivers, it's looking after everybody on the roads. Um, but so, interestingly enough, just circling back to the K53, the people that have just passed their, their driver's exams are brand new drivers, right? So these are our youth. And these are the people that are going out at night, not at times mm. when, you know, older folk are going out. So these are the most vulnerable people on the road. So... While I say the course is open to anybody, we really are specifically targeting the youth to try and mm. get that experience of, of behind the wheel. So there's a physical course, which is at Swart Corps, but then there's also a whole online program um, on our website for those that don't have the means to get to, to Swart Corps, because obviously that's limited to counting only. Mm. So there's a whole really, really um, incredibly interesting curriculum that you can do online that will take you through a whole lot of tips and tricks um, to combat fatigue, uh, education about the dangers of speeding, mm. etc. So again, not just at Swad Corps, it's also um, a, a digital package that we d we want as many people to do as possible. Mm. And then Matthew, I mean, a course like this, let's start with the online part before the physical. How do you go about developing what the key focus needs to be? You know, do you kind of look at the stats and you're like, okay, there, there, there seems to be an issue with drunken driving. There seems to be an issue. You know, where do you choose to direct your focus in the the theory part of the course? Uh, so a lot of it was based from from should we say stats that we that we received over the last couple of years in terms of where we think we need to mould this course around to try and uh, curve these problems. 
the other the other side of it was definitely over having years of experience in doing this. Uh, we've obviously had a look at where are people struggling in other areas mm. and where do we need to to obviously implement strategies that way to try and, and prevent that from happening. Mm, mm. And I mean, um, just raise a couple of things for us because there are things in theory that I think those of us that are now comfortable on the roads, it's it's in our muscle memory, we've completely forgotten. And I'll use an example some people are absolutely terrible when the lights go out. Yeah. They are terrible. Suddenly, all the things that they know are out the window. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the same also like when it rains, for instance, that uh, uh, we see a lot more crashes happening in the rain, whether people just aren't doing the right thing in the rain or if they get nervous in the rain. So there's obviously a couple of, of few key points uh, in terms of, uh, what people are, are doing in certain situations. And it, it starts out with, uh, in terms of the lectures, we will always focus on three main key points, and that's sight. So where you're looking is very, very important. Most people would look, should we say, at a hazard instead of looking where they want to end up. Uh, and I can make a very simple point. I mean, the first time you drove a motor vehicle and maybe someone said to you, you need to look in your blind spots, and you look, and the car starts veering over into the lane next Yes, to you. yes. Yeah, everybody is very, very aware of that one. Uh, that's because your hands and eyes are connected. So where you look is where you go. Now, you can either use that to your advantage or you could use it to your disadvantage. Unfortunately, most of our drivers would look at a hazard and they actually don't even realize it, but they're staring towards the hazard. Uh, where we then train you to look where you want to go, not where you don't want to go in a hazardous situation. Uh, so th that's quite a big key point there. Then we, we cover things like weight transfer of the motor vehicle, maintaining traction on your tires, having good tires in terms of your exterior inspection as well. But those, those would be, should I say, your, your bread and butter key points uh, in terms of what you need to understand to control a car. Then we'd go into your different types of skids, like understeer and oversteer, what is causing it from a driver's point of view, from an external point of view, uh, to what do you do? What are you doing incorrectly in that situation versus then we need to obviously change how you're doing it mm, mm, mm. i'm finding um you know obviously on the website so fascinating but i want to talk briefly about vision are you finding that there are many people who are coming through to this academy to do this course that actually don't know or are in denial about the fact that they can't see that well uh, there's definite, definitely customers that uh, for instance don't have the best eyesight or i mean i've had customers that uh, actually, you know, aren't wearing glasses that, you know, in their license, if you check it, it says they should be wearing glasses. Ah, so that, for real? That, that quite, <laughs> yeah, quite, wow. a, quite a big key point. But then there's also other things you can do, even as a driver with, if you would think you do have really good eyesight. I mean, you get night glasses that uh, have like a yellow tint that would help you to see better at night mm. as well. And anybody can, can really use that to their advantage. I mean, if we look at Formula One drivers, for instance, in a racing uh, side of things, their visor that they would run at night is either a clear or a yellow tint visor, where in the day they will drive with a bit more of a mirror tint visor, uh, to obviously glare out the sun a bit, but at night they need to have optimal vision. If they need optimal vision, driving at speeds in excess of over 360 kilometers an hour, we definitely, driving our slower speeds that we should be doing, definitely we should be trying to get better visibility. So, Okay, and I think like what you're mentioning, I mean, it's part maybe 
individuals kind of not taking it as seriously as they should. But also, I do find that some people really aren't aware until, you know, that's why the eye testing thing is so important um, and that we probably shouldn't wait um, to test our eyes only when we are renewing our licenses. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend doing an eye test on a yearly basis just to obviously, you know, check your eye. If we look at diabetes, for instance, if you if you have two diabetes, it can affect your eyesight. Mm. Now, mm. but you might have that in the near future. Your eyesight is crucial to a lot of things. So definitely would emphasize your eyes on a more regular basis. Please help me understand what astigmatism is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing that that becomes lesson four in chapter two. That is something okay. that I so, have actually. Really? Yes. And it's the ability to be able to see uh, an, object, an object where it really is. So it affects your depth perception. And it's also particularly bad at night. Really? So, so does yeah. it look further or you can't tell? How you, far you can't or how tell. Close yeah, it, is. it just messes with your depth perception, which is obviously incredibly important when you're driving and when your visibility is poor yes. at night to be able to see all the objects around you. Yeah. My goodness! So, Matthew, I mean, how do you deal with a person who um, it has got astigmatism? Is it something that just gets solved with contacts or glasses, or is there a certain amount of training you need to guide them with? Well, obviously, the, there's no guidelines about someone that has astigmatism that they can't drive, for instance, at night. Uh, obviously, like for the, the fact that Bridget knows that she does struggle with that, is that's a good thing because then you know you need to adapt your driving style mm-hmm. and what you're doing and going for your tests and, and getting the correct glasses or contact lenses and that, very, very important. But in terms of also understanding, if I do not have the best eyesight at night, I probably then should be even more defensive in a situation. Uh, keep a safer following distance. Uh, reduce speed to a degree also a little bit. Obviously, you don't want to drive too slow on the roads as well. You don't want to be speeding, but you also don't want to become a hazard mm. by driving 10 in a 100 zone, for instance. Yes. But it's very important to realize what your capabilities and limitations are, as well as the motor vehicle you're driving as well. Mm-hmm. And what kind of feedback are you getting, Bridget, um, from the people who have done this course. I mean, I, I, I've pretty much got twenty twenty vision and yeah. I would never in my mind say, oh, I need to sign up for night <laughs> driving school. But I'm curious, those who don't have issues, what kind of feedback are they giving you? Look, it's still very early days, but we are getting incredible feedback. And I think you've hit on an important point, which is that awareness is so key to everything you know, to combating this very, very huge problem that we have. So you might feel, and, and I think we're all a little bit um, at fault of feeling a little bit bulletproof in our yes. cars, right? I've, you know, it won't happen to me and I'm a good driver. I've, I'm in a fast car, it won't happen to me. So a lot of this is an education platform to try and break through to people to say, in fact, you aren't bulletproof and there's a reason why there's a speed limit. There's a reason yes. why drinking um, and driving is a bad idea. I'll give you an example. We've got these very cool um, beer goggles mm. at the academy. And oh, they give so you, that you can see. They give you the perception of, or, or they give you the feeling of having had two or three beers. So not 43 tequilas, just a, just a couple of drinks. And then you're supposed to do a little precision exercise to see what your reflexes are like. Wow. And it's almost impossible to do it without knocking over the cone. So again, raising, you know, shining a light on the fact that, 
you, you aren't as bulletproof as you think. And all of our skills need brushing up. I mean, again, not to, I don't want to sound sanctimonious like I never speed, but it's yes. constantly having to remind yourself, mm. oh, you know, it's an 80 zone, it's a 60 zone. Mm. Because if we are going to change these numbers, we have to do it collaboratively. Uh, Matthew, talk to me about, you know, particularly with the high levels of crime. And, you know, some people have been given the tips of things to do, like... You know, following distance at night, I never park right up against a car mm. at an intersection without a gap for me to reverse and get somewhere. Um, even just getting into the yard. What are some of the things that you can share with all of us that maybe we can do to be a bit more safe at night, and particularly where our driving skills and habits are concerned? Yeah, well, that would definitely go back to firstly plan your route beforehand. Uh, you want to drive safer routes with, should we say, less, uh, should we say, danger zones uh, yes. that you know of. So you've got, to, you've got to familiarize yourself with the routes that you are driving beforehand. Uh, that would be a, a big key. I'd also let someone know where you are going, which route you are taking. Mm. So you need to let someone know when you're leaving, how long it's going to take you to get mm. there. When you arrive at your destination, let them know that you've mm. arrived. Uh, so that, that's a really big key point as well. In terms of intersections... Scan ahead beforehand. I would never say go through a red traffic light. I never think it's a good idea, even at night. Mm. So what I would recommend is scan further ahead. You see it's a red traffic light up in front of you. Slow down now. So by the time you've got there, hopefully it's turned green and you mm. didn't then need to be stationary because you are more vulnerable when you're stationary at night. Another thing is that when you are stopping behind someone, keep a safe stopping distance. Be able mm. to see the bottom of the rear wheels of the car in front of you add a rough meter on. That's going to give you better visibility of anybody in the intersection, but also it's giving you room to move. Uh, be, al- be alert. Be very vigilant around you. Of around you as well. Um, so with, are really big key points. Yes. Thank you so, so much for that. Um, and thank you to yourself as well, Bridget. Uh, if you are interested in this particular night school and maybe you know somebody in your life that could really benefit from it, uh, go to vw.co.za forward slash app forward slash night school and uh, you'll be able to see all of the information and where you can enroll. How much does the course cost? It's three and a half thousand rand. Three and a half thousand for rand? For the physical course, but the online platform is completely free. Completely free for the online platform, but that is sounds like three and a half thousand rand worth spending. And how much time mm. does it take from a person to physically go there? Is it a full day thing? No, it's at night. So you would arrive at Swadkops around half past four or five o'clock, mm. and then it would be concluded by nine o'clock. So it is a bit of a time commitment, but the there's a lot of fun built into it and, and if, yeah, again, just to make the point, a lot of education and awareness to make yourself, arm yourself to be safer on the roads. And again, you don't have to be a VW driver Absolutely to go not. to the school. It is we want everyone for to be all safe. South Africans. Thank you yes. so, so much, Matthew and Bridget. Thank you very much.